Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Block Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one for this Friday night, July 7th. I think, if I'm not mistaken, or if I am looking at the calendar correctly, uh, this is the pretty much the first show of the month. I think when we were with you last, but then again, as always, I'm off over the calendar, but it is. It's the first show of the month uh, of July. So glad that you could be with us on this Friday night. Um, I am joined, I think, <laughs> as always, uh, by my wonderful friend, Mary. Are you there? Yeah, I am. I have a guest with me. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. You know, I thought I had music queued up for this. <laughs> As I as I look to see, hold on just a second here. This is where Lavar should have probably been ready a little bit earlier, but I was and I had it. And guess what? Now I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have it. Uh, probably later in the show, I'll probably play it. Um, but yes, I will let you introduce our guest tonight. So we have a. I don't know what to call him. Correspondent? Sure, we'll go with that. He's, he's just a guest, that a long-time listener. Yes. Um, so over from across the pond, one of our long-time listeners, Chris. Say hello. Hi. Hey. Glad to have you on board for this show tonight. You know, I actually did find the music, and it's pretty cheesy, so I'm not going to even play it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was... You know, I had, like, a bunch of things ready tonight. And I know a lot of people were probably asking over the last few weeks, while we probably had a lot of uh, references to the U.K., this is why we did. And I was going to say at the top of the show, welcome to page one, or as we call it at my house, Coronation Street. Um, But I won't do that. (laughs) I had a million of them ready tonight. would have went anywhere from Coronation Street to the Crown to Downton Abbey to, yeah, I, I'll stop. Uh, but welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so glad that you could be here. Uh, now, right now, for our friends here at the States uh, who do not know, um, and why I'm thankful for people like Chris and for people like you who listen, right now, if you were over in the U.K., it would be what time? Uh, we'll see, three, seven, so at eight. It'll be three, three, three o'clock in the morning, yeah. Three in the morning. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> now, you could actually, you could tell us if we do help put you to sleep. Uh, I'll be okay with that. I won't, uh, I won't be bad. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. No. But we no, appreciate we're good. it. We appreciate it. We of course we appreciate everybody that listens to us wherever you are at because it seems like we have whether it's from the UK. Surprisingly, those of you who listen to us, well, in Canada or Mexico, even in Japan, I think we have quite a few listeners from there. So, um, I will learn. My brethren. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will learn different things to hopefully help make this a more global show. So, yeah. Uh, but tonight, uh, poor Chris is here on a night in which it's during the summer. And so with the summer comes not a lot of news stories. So it is potpourri night tonight. Um, we'll have the almanac coming up here shortly. Um, I wish I had you here last week. Oh, also, it's July. So over here. What we have sometime is what we call Christmas in July. So because Chris is here tonight, I got another retro moment that hopefully will bring back some memories for him with the Christmas theme to it. Uh, You'll hear that a little bit later in the show. Uh, But we have all of that coming up. Retro moment. We'll take a look at what's trending. Potpourri night tonight. If we have a little time tonight, and I don't want to get Chris in any trouble, uh, but we do have After Dark. <laughs> oh. So that's pretty much the setup for this show tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know whether if I sh- if you should have like a code word for you if it's something that you don't want to discuss. <laughs> a safety word. Um, Apple. Uh, Apple. <laughs> we'll go with Apple. 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 But apples. So yes. So or if I see that you're digging a hole for yourself, I will try my best to save you. <laughs> but that's what we'll do tonight. So I mean, unless I mean, you kids had any stories that you want to bring to the table? Like what kind of stories you talking about? Like what we did, like uh, Vegas and <laughs> stuff that's going to get blown up that I found out about from somebody over in the UK. That was funny. Oh. Yeah, so as a local, you would think, (laughs) you would think that that I would, oh, I don't know, know what's going on around here, right? You would think. But no, I got told about something and I went, what? And that was, Chris informed me of the removal of a long-time Vegas hotspot, the volcano at the Mirage. Oh, is being you know, I, I thought I heard about that a long time ago, but oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you are now considered a local. Uh, <laughs> well, did you at least see the volcano before they demolish it? Uh, it's still going to be there till next year. Okay, we were doing some research on it yesterday. So, got so a bit of time. we have, I have, volcano go off yet? So that's something that's on the checklist of things to do. Uh, we did try a local delicacy of a dessert today. I was trying to get him to go to the Hard Attack Grill, but too many uh, burger choices. So we ended up at Dirt Dog, had some dogs, some dirty fries, and the famous fried Oreos. Yes. Um, 
deep fried Oreos. You know what they should do? They should actually serve that with some type of ice cream or some type of shake. That would really kick it up a notch. You know, I'm not mad at you for that one. I would, I would, yeah, please, and thank you. <laughs> well, what did you think of Dirt Dog, Chris? Um, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. I, I must admit. I'm, Is that that's it? <laughs> I'm always interested, especially uh, well, even then for anyone that's like you know, not only just from out of the country, but from out of town that goes to Dirt Dog. Because my first time there. I looked it up. I loved it. Because if you are ever this way in Chicago, this is a town that is very um, that is very protective of its meats, <laughs> whether it's Italian <laughs> beef or whether it is hot dogs. Uh, dogs here are only probably made one way, uh, Chicago style. Uh, we do not put ketchup on our hot dogs. Um some places won't even offer it. And, yeah, but Dirt Dog, it's, it's a nice recipe. It's a nice change of pace. I loved it. So, well, glad that you, well, I'm glad that you liked it. Uh, <laughs> as long as you liked it. Um, we're not going to do that. But, uh, no. So, no, we will, uh, how's the weather out that way? You Normally we talk about, at this point, the weather. Now, I'm pretty sure that has had to be an adjustment for you. Because it's normally not 112 or 115 in the UK. How are you? How are you thriving? Um, to be honest, after getting off the in after after the aeroplane, it was like coming out to an oven. Um, I've kind of adjusted to it now, but still, it's so hot outside. That 20 minutes, half an hour outside, that's it. You're kind of done. Need to get inside. Yeah. So you have it overheated, and you stayed, uh, you stayed hydrated. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I give you credit. You you've done a lot better with this weather uh, in the last uh, few days, and it's been extremely hot out there to the west. Um, I don't know if it's going to get hot there this weekend. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but no, kudos to you. So it would be like going home now. You can tell them, eh, I've had hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Stick out the 112. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, 40. What? Seven. Yeah. I I don't know the math. Yeah, I, I was going to say every week we do this, and I don't know the math. At home, it's more the humidity rather than the heat. Over here, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Definitely a dry heat. Uh, and if you go to Arizona, it's even more drier. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but, yeah, but, no, so glad that you're here. I'm glad that you were able to join us tonight. I'm actually kind of excited. We get, like, a third voice here, and people don't have to hear Mary and I's voice this week. So there's actually a little bit of a change of pace here. <laughs> but headed to the Almanac, as I said, it is July 7th. I'll tell you what we've missed because we haven't been able to be with you because – the first started on Saturday. I'm not sure if last week, I think I did go through uh, some of the things that was happening. So today, it is National Koi Day. Uh, I have never put my foot in water with koi. Um, I've 
had, I think, fruits and vegetables in water. <laughs> it is also National Day of Rock and Roll. It's Global Forgiveness Day. It's National Dive Bar Day, so I'm hoping that you kids will have a chance to get to a dive bar, at least at some point. Um, it is We're also guys, so yeah. yeah. It's also World Chocolate Day, National Macaroni Day, National Strawberry Sunday Day, and National Father Daughter Take a Walk Day. Now tomorrow, it's National Raspberry Day, National Freezer Pop Day is tomorrow. No blue. Um, <laughs> we will not get into that. No, wait. Wrong freezer pop. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I could do a bomb pop. Um, but I, I'm not a fan of it, but because it has a couple of my favorite things on it, I'll get through it. Uh, International Skinny Dip Day is tomorrow. Great way to beat the heat. <laughs> Great way to get arrested. Well, I mean, if you have your own pool in your backyard, you can't get arrested for skinny dipping, right? I hope not. Okay, <laughs> that's more. Yeah. See? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, National Chocolate with Almonds Day. And then on Sunday, it is National Sugar Cookie Day, and it's National Dimples Day. So if you have dimples, that day is for you. Somebody in this person... room has dimples. <laughs> oh. Uh, only person I can think of is Mario Lopez. Mm, no, well, there you go. See, Mario Lopez. You're in the same <laughs> same boat. Yeah. <laughs> the same boat as Slater. Um, Sunday... And then on Monday, it's Chronic Disease Day. It's Global Energy Independence Day, National Kitten Day. It's International Town Criers Day that day. Uh, hear ye. It's also, yes, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Uh, it is also National Clarahue Day. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I, could, I have no idea. Uh, I could see the look on both of your faces. Uh, <laughs> National Clarahue Day in the United States. It celebrates a poem style created by Edmund Clarahue Bentley. Uh, his four-line biographical poem offers a brief, though whimsical, approach to poetry. He's an English novelist and humorist. Uh, he created the first ever Clarahue at the age of 16. Uh, one of the ones he has, uh, but it, his, his poetry has a set of rules. It has to include four lines. It has to contain rhyming couplets of double A or double B. Uh, and it must include the person's name in the first line. It must say something about the person. And it must be humorous. It's meant to be a funny poem. So one of the ones that they have here, an example, is Sir Humphrey Davy, abominated gravy. He lived in the odium of having discovered sodium. <laughs> I'm so bad. That's, just, that's not that funny. <laughs> hey, we take it, we can get on the show. <laughs> the 10th is also National Pina, Pina Colada Day. So uh, Monday, celebrate. Uh, the 11th, it is World Population Day. 
uh, National Mojito Day, All-American Pet Photo Day, National Blueberry Muffin Day, it's National Rainier Cherry Day, National Cheer Up the Lonely Day. Um, it is Cow Appreciation Day, World Benzodiazepine Awareness Day, and do you know what Tuesday is? Uh, the 10th? No. Tuesday. <laughs> Look at your calendar. Oh, it's July 12th, isn't it? No. No. 7-Eleven Day. Yes. <laughs> See, I'll just go around. I'll just keep going around and around and around until I get to the right one. Yes. It's National 7-Eleven Day on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, it is uh, Malala Day. It is Eat Your Jello Day. Paper Bag Day, National Pecan Pie Day, it is National Different Colored Eyes Day, National Simplicity Day, yeah, Uh, and then on Thursday, it is National Beans and Franks Day, National (laughs) Delaware Day, (laughs) something tells me that you probably have had that for breakfast at one point or another, (laughs) yes, it is National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. And to give everybody a heads up to next Friday. Next Friday, it is National Ron Marnier Day, Collector Car Appreciation Day. It's Bastille Day. Oh. Um, oh. National Tape Measure Day. It's also National Nude Day. <laughs> I kid you not. Sorry. John <laughs> Every year, both wind up on the same day. <laughs> it doesn't tell you to do both, but hey, I'm not judging. Um, oh, National some National Nude Day. So you see some folks out that are wearing a little bit less than normal or a little to nothing. That's probably why. Um, World Kebab Day, National Mac and Cheese Day, and it's National French Friday. And if I know the argument here on this show, start <laughs> is that no vegetables They're not chips. besides potatoes are not oh, French fries. That one. <laughs> here I am thinking, are you talking about there's uh you know they're not chips? That's what I would say. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they they did put the list of the alternatives that they say, uh, you know, sweet potatoes and jicama and parsnips and baked carrot and parmesan crushed asparagus, if you want to, but yes, or chips. Um, and then of course most people have theirs with ketchup, but some also have it with ranch dressing, mayonnaise, honey mustard, cheese, or vinegar. I'm okay with most of those. Mm-hmm. Just don't call them chips. Like, what's the point of calling them chips? Uh, actually, they did have that on the list here. French fries, also known as chips, fries, finger chips, or French fried potatoes. I say we go back to being just way too descriptive and calling them French fried potatoes. I think that would be way more fun. <laughs> Well, that is that day, so you know I'm going to have to have some fries. So here's the thing. You can have mac and cheese, eat some fries, 
have a kebab, be nude, um, <laughs> and have a grand marnier. I'm liking this day more and more. <laughs> now, what order? I'm not going to tell you, but it's whatever you want to do. <laughs> and I think that's the quickest All we ever got through the almanac. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, unfortunately, one of the things that Chris is going to have to hear about tonight is some portions of American uh, celebritydom, as I call it, (laughs) and what occurs and why. I've actually, even before I get into the story, I've talked to people about this today. This raised a little bit of a stink along the ladies, and I get it. I get it. I'll give you my opinion afterward. Um, but I'm pretty sure, Chris, you're not familiar with Kiki Palmer, uh, if you are. <laughs> um, she is an actress, singer. Uh, she was known more for some of the – well, I mean, give her a fair break. Because I call Kiki like the little sister in my head because she's from Chicago. Uh, hi, Kiki. And Kiki actually follows me <laughs> on Twitter. So I just want to say before I get to this story, I am Team Kiki. (laughs) I am behind her on this story. So what happened was that her boyfriend, because she recently had a child a few months ago, uh, but her boyfriend uh, publicly uh, insinuated recently on her choice of attire for an Usher concert, stating that it wasn't appropriate for a mom. Uh, the actress uh, is telling the world that she had no regrets following the very public remarks made by Darius Jackson, the father of her son, regarding her outfit, outfit while attending Usher's Vegas re- residency this past weekend. Uh, she doubled down on her sexy wardrobe <laughs> in a recap on Instagram that made no mention of Darius whatsoever. So someone's in the doghouse. Uh, she posted a pic in the outfit and said, I wish I had taken more pictures, but we were running late. I'm telling you all right now, if you haven't seen Usher, you must go. He was fabulous. Uh, referring to Usher, she added, where is that pic of us together with the king himself? Uh, now, the king, Usher, sided with his guests, or at least shouted her out, thanking her for attending the show, not to mention giving his Vegas residency yet another viral moment. And Darius was royally pissed off when fans ripped on him for being extra critical of her sheer outfit. Uh, He said that we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others, and he gets told how much of a hater he is. Uh, As of Thursday, they no longer followed each other on Instagram. (laughs) And just as an update, he has now appeared to have deleted both his Twitter and Instagram after receiving a lot of backlash. So my question to the both of you, is is the backlash warranted? I will let Chris answer first, <laughs> since he is the guest. I will, I will I will forego that one first off. I'm not sure. You know. Um, it could be warranted. I don't know. Uh, Do you I, think he was really in the good. right for calling her out on social media, though? I mean, the social media is kind of toxic in some respects. 
it can get blown out of proportion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving this sitting here because I can see. Is he he sweating? (laughs) Yes. The face is completely red. I have a picture of the outfit pulled up. Okay, so now that you've seen that picture, if you were dating Kiki Palmer, and she decided that she wanted to go out with her girls on a night of the town to see Usher, uh, uh, would you? Would you I mean, celebrities wear. I mean, you've seen lots of celebrities wearing less than that, posting on social media. Okay. I don't think it's warranted to him to have a go at her about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's two different sides to everything. You don't know, so it's weird. You should see. You should see the video of where she turned around. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it out there. So, if you were in his shoes and she had come and said, "Hey, I'm going out for a concert." Would you have an issue with it as to where you would go on social media, or would you rather kind of just stay quiet and not say anything at all? Oh, yeah, you could. You'd have to say something, <clears throat> for sure. You, you have to. Yeah, you can just leave it as saying nothing. Hmm. Okay. I actually like I, I love the answer. Um, I, I have a feeling you're now raising your hand, uh, Mary, so I know that you probably want to say something. <laughs> Go ahead. You don't even have to know, like, seriously, but let's, let's stop, stop for a second. Of the dangly bits in this room right now, on this call, on this podcast, there's, I'm the one with the least dangly bits, right? <laughs> so I think she looks hot. I think as a mother in an outfit like that, like bravo, kudos, you wear it. If you've got the if you've got the confidence to wear something like that, by all means do so. At least head on, so front facing. It's a she's got all of her bits covered. Even with the sheer stuff, she still has everything like all of the major areas are covered. So I just I don't think it needed to be on social media, but I see where where somebody could be like, "Hey, I don't think that's appropriate for so, going out." Right? I understand why people would say, "No, you, God, no, you keep that behind closed doors, dude. You are dating that." I'm sorry, she looks hot, and you should be like, "I get to cuddle up with that at night." And do the naughties because you know they did because they got a kid. So, like all of those things, you are already above anybody else that's not dating Kiki Palmer, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you got Kiki Palmer looking like that as a mom going to a concert, and you get to date that. Shut up. <laughs> get no, uh... like see. You obviously need to take a step back and just be like, hey, now, if you don't like it, you're welcome to say, 
I'm not really comfortable with that. And I'd really like for you not to, you know, wear that out. That's something that I'm not really comfortable with. But that's behind closed doors. You don't need to be like, hey, you don't need to be wearing that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. What you do is you pull her off to the side because you live together or you're together or whatever the case may be and just be like, hey, not really vibing this. Is there a different outfit that you can wear? There's ways of doing that without ever taking it out to social media. And then if she still goes out with it and that's an argument that you guys are going to have later, that's an argument, again, that does not belong on social media. I don't understand why people have to live on social media. Like, I don't need to have somebody say to me over social media something they could say to me personally. You don't agree with what I'm doing. There's a way of tactfully disagreeing if it's a if it's the right place for it, and there's a way of just keeping your mouth shut and contacting me and going, hey, can we have a t- discussion about this? This is one of those, hey, can we have a discussion about this off of social media? I can see what, it, like, being uncomfortable with it, I get all that. And I'm not saying that, but, like, power to the people, and like this one, power to Kiki. I'm team Kiki on this one as well. She was amazing. Um, like, bravo for being, having that kind of confidence as a mother, um, just having a baby. I know I don't. And, I, you know, I just had a baby 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I get and I don't get what's going on. But there's a way of doing it so that it's not at – you don't need to do it on social media. Well, here's what I'm – yeah, I was going to say, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a little bit from the both of your answers because that was leading to the the root of where I was going to go to a few people today about this story. And the first thing of why they were offended, now we're going to get to that point, was because he said, you're a mom and you should be dressed more like a mom. And that automatically set a lot of people off. Uh, oh, yeah, because, that's the wrong thing. You're because, a dad. Put on pants. What? Hey, I'll have you know, this is the summer of the dad bod, and I've heard that it was hot. Uh, <laughs> Drop it like it's hot, I guess. <laughs> There's actually a story about that. Uh, if we have time, I'll get to that. But anyway, uh, first of all, that's where they were offended, was because he said, you're a mom. Uh, the second thing is that I think that if you had an issue with how she was dressed going out, almost hypocritical because it's not really the first time that she has either been dressed like that or even close to nude. And if one will remember, uh, while she was pregnant, she actually kind of did a couple of uh, pictures to Instagram that he shot himself of her uh, topless and uh, holding the parts that you can't show on uh, social media that he did. <laughs> so where he got a lot of the backlash from was because he has been in on some of those outfits. And now the time that she's not going to be with him and is going to see Usher, 
uh, with her girls for a girls' night, now he had a problem. And I think that if you have a problem, especially if you're dating a well, you know what? If you're dating anybody, please don't take it to social media. <laughs> because then it gets awkward for everybody else involved and has to see it. And I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know why he wanted to take it to social media. And now he's learned his lesson. I know in the midst of everything, he was hoping that he would get some support. But this is one of those ones where I know where Chris was headed with this. <laughs> he was looking for it. He didn't find it. And it was kind of like a bunch of ladies came over all wagging their fingers in his face. And meanwhile, he's looking at the guys for help. We're all like, oh, no, dog, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dug your own hole. Because <laughs> I know I wouldn't have gone on social media complaining about it. And I probably would have talked to her before she left. And whatever became of that conversation was just going to have to be. But at the end of the day, if you're secure enough in your conversation, she's coming home to you. She's not going to sleep with Usher. I hope not. Uh, Boondocks episode for all of you that don't know. Uh, But she's not going to sleep with Usher. She's coming home to you. So just be confident in yourself that she's going to go out. People are going to look. Hey, if anything, but hey, yeah, I'm dating that. (laughs) Let it go. Exactly. I'm dating that. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey. It is what it is. Anyway, um, you holding up, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the rest of this show could be enough to make you sweat or uh, be bad, but it might. Uh, we've, got, we've got quite a few things ahead, but first we've reached pretty much the way show uh, part of the show. So that leads us to tonight's retro uh, moment. So this is going to be three, uh, three for the price of one. Um, one of them is even a favorite of my friend Mary. It is I, I've said before that there's been different versions of this commercial, a lot of them. But I found another version. I have to go deep into the archives to find it. I won't say what it is. It will be the third commercial right before we come back so be on the lookout for it thanks for joining us on this friday night everybody this is page one with lavar and mary and chris for tonight (laughs) so glad that you could join us we'll be right back hey get on those two i'll just break the ice with a flick of my dick what I want to call my chick, all I do is flick my dick. She's my hair bitch. She's my hair bitch. Flick of the big, sir. Oh, flick of the big, sir. Why just light up when you can flick your bick? It's smooth, easy on the thumb, and you get thousands of flicks from a single bick. The Bick Butane. Stop flicking your bick. Is the perfect potato chip. 
potato chip. They're not broken, taste a lot fresher too. The Cashmere keeps them that way for you. Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. As many chips as in a big bag. Fresh, unbroken. Stacked in a crush-proof, stale-proof canister. Made a new way. Delicious, fresh, always crisp and crunchy. Every single Pringles potato chip is the perfect potato chip. They're not broken, taste a lot fresher too. The canister keeps them that way for you. Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. Now, Junior, can't you see? Don't have time, I'm cleaning floors. Won't you please go play outdoors? For faster cleaning, time to spare. You need Mr. Clean right there. Power pack new Mr. Clean. Clean floors faster than you've seen. Mr. Clean will clean your house so fast and every floor that's in it. He can save you 15 seconds out of every cleaning minute. He's so fast because he's got more grease cutters quite a lot. Saves you time like no one can. World's fastest cleaning man. Kitchen floors where dirt is thicker. Mr. Clean will clean them quicker. Bathrooms faster, rec rooms too. Leaves more leisure time for you. Mr. Clean will clean my house so fast and every floor that's in it. He can save me 15 seconds out of every cleaning minute. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. With LaVar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one on this Friday night, July 7th, 2023, first show of the month. We are now at the halfway mark of the year, LeVar, along with Mary, and our special guest, Chris, who I'm happy to have with us tonight. Um, Chris has now uh, gotten a towel and has uh, made it past the first stage of the (laughs) Jeopardy category. Uh, he's good. He's made it past that one. Uh, the second one, I don't think it's going to be too bad. But um, a brand new Mr. Clean, um, for those of you, Mr. Clean cleaned everything. I'll put it that way. So, Mr. Clean did clean everything. Well, it goes to show you, there was even a commercial that I have, and maybe I will play it uh, next week. But there is a Mr. Clean commercial in which he also can clean a dog. I don't know really? about. Yes. <laughs> they said that. Actually, you know what? I actually have the commercial uh, queued up. Uh, but they said it was, it was good for cleaning dogs. Yes. <laughs> Interessante. People didn't know better back then. They, you know, they just they felt that to clean one thing, it could clean everything. I don't know. Well, yeah, of course. Now, now I will say, and I, and I do have to ask Chris this question since he is here. One of the things that I unfortunately did not play tonight, and it actually came up in the news this week, 
was about some of the PSAs from the UK. Uh, somebody actually did them <laughs> to a video. I, I forgot the song that they played. But a lot of those PSAs, and you can probably um, add a little bit of hindsight to it, but they were kind of like movies with like very sad endings to it. I think I saw one where it was a kid with a, a power line, and it was like, don't play near the power lines, and like the Frisbee went over to the power line. The kid goes over to the power line because the girl's like, go get it. Of course, the girl led him to his death. She's like, go get the power line. And he went. And he reaches for the Frisbee. Next thing you know, you see, like, just shocks and, like, fire. Kid falls off and he's dead. Was it always that? <laughs> I mean, some of them. <laughs> these, were some, these were some ones in which I saw, like, these girls in the car texting. And, like, they hit this other car head on because the girl wasn't paying attention. You graphically saw, like, as they were like moving throughout the vehicle. And then once they thought they were safe, they got hit by another car. And then the girl that was next to the other girl literally dies right there. And the girl's just screaming and the commercial like ends. <laughs> like, don't text the drive. I, I will say, or- if, they play, if they played those here, it would hit a lot more harder. And I think, I, I, hey, kudos. It's actually awesome. Uh, I love it. Text and drive or die. Don't play your power lines or die. It just feels like or die is the answer to everything in the UK. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) It's like going going to an extreme to get it into you. Do you need to have it that extreme to get it into you? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if any kid watched that here, it would like really just like I think it would rattle them. I don't I don't know if that's the difference between here and there, but like I've seen a few of those. If you type in like UK PSAs, they have like a thirty minute like rollover, and like they're really dark, man. It's not it's not like your Woodsy Owl or Smokey the Bear here. It was like little kid, and like it was, the next thing you knew, it was like a radio report. It was like little Timmy blah 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 died today because he went and touched the power line. And I was like, oh. That didn't have a happy ending. Nobody stopped the kid before he went to go touch it. And, yeah, you saw the sparks and everything fly, and the kid, yeah, it was. I couldn't play that because I felt it was probably dampen the mood here. <laughs> so I will do that. Sounds kind of <laughs> Yeah, I kind of did. But, yes, actually go and watch it if you haven't. But speaking of youngins, uh, three-quarters of bosses found that Generation Z workers are a trifle difficult. This according to a new corporate survey. A recent poll of 1,344 managers and business leaders by ResumeBuilder.com found that 74% consider Generation Z employees more challenging than older staffers. Pressed for specifics, employers did not mince words. One said they think that they're better than you, smarter than you, more capable than you, and they will tell you to your face. Uh, Generation Z is the youngest cohort in the American workforce with birth years starting around 1997. Many surveys and studies have labored to define them, and the findings suggest that they have not gone quietly into their cubicles. A Gallup report termed, well, they pretty much termed them Generation Disconnected, noting that Generation Z is less likely than older generations to be actively engaged in work, 
and more likely to suffer stress and burnout. A study by McKinsey and Company, which is the management consultancy, found that Generation Zers are restless in their jobs and more likely to report hostile work environments and health problems, both physical and mental. Three-quarters of Generation Z employees said that they were actively seeking other jobs. Uh, half of the employers in that survey found them difficult to work with. Two-thirds said they are more likely to fire Generation Z workers than older staffers, sometimes in the first week of employment. The top reason for the firings? They're too easily offended. Managers said that they struggle with those workers for other reasons, which is either lack of motivation, lack of productivity, poor communication skills, short attention span, an excessive sense of entitlement, occasional dishonesty, and too few technological or technological skills, if any. Uh, of course, a lot of them entered the workforce at the height of COVID-19. But uh, for the two of you, I'm sure that at some point you possibly have or maybe have not worked with Generation Zers. Do you find this to be pretty accurate? Mm. Actually, I have to think about that one. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm also going to tell you what they think oh, about you and how you use the phone in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, to a point, yes. To a point, no. I mean, I get it. I, there's times when I absolutely feel burned out. So it's, I think burnout has more to do with the level of work that people are setting upon their workforce because of COVID-19 and because of, okay, well, you're working from home, so that means you can start at exactly 730 and you can get so much more done because you're not having to travel and you're not going to have to, you know, there's so many things that you could say along those lines. Um, I don't know if it's just Gen Gen Z. What do you think? I think it's, it's goes over a lot of generations, not just one. Do you have the same kind of burnout, same kind of attitude in the UK? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it goes for everything, not just work. Mm-hmm. Burnout of a lot of stuff. So are we saying that Generation Z is getting an unfair uh, an unfair look well, from some employers? There's no breath. Because they're born in a year that I was in flipping college. So no. They're so bad. I mean no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know a few people. And there are some that are very hard workers that are really on point. So I think it's just it's a different way of looking at the world, I guess. Well, now I'm gonna ask a short survey of both of you. When you are on your phone, do you tend to swipe and go through your phone using your finger or your thumbs? Yes, I use both. Well, depends on where, like, what I'm doing, because I will thumb it and I will think. And... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all both. Y'all both. Uh, rewind. <laughs> I will use my finger. <laughs> I caught it before it happened. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I got a big wide eyes, but so quick, like ah. Oh, <laughs> just so. <laughs> I did catch myself, but yeah, you know, I use both. I go both ways. 
Yes. So every time you do that, you catch yourself. <laughs> that the song. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we can't sing the song because we'll probably get in trouble for it. But anyway, uh, there's a reason why I asked that question because the infamous generation that canceled the thumbs up emoji is now going after the index finger. Uh, as if Generation Z wasn't spoiling enough fun activities of late, those Zoomers are now reportedly refusing to scroll phones with their pointer fingers to avoid looking like, quote, old and out-of-touch baby boomers. That's according to a nationwide poll conducted by the makers of the game Candy Crush, who set out to shed light on the differences in the ways that different generations use their uh, phones. They found that 80% of Generation Zers, who, like I said, were born between 1997 and 2012, use their thumbs to pursue their smart to peruse their smartphones. Uh, this is also the modus operandi for 65% of millennials, a.k.a. anyone born between 1981 and 1996. Uh, so why are they giving the index finger to uh, literal thumbs down? It's to distance themselves from baby boomers, those born between 1946 to 64, 73% of whom scroll through their phones with their index finger, according to the survey. Uh, four out of ten Zoomers admitted that they felt self-conscious scrolling or playing games with their smartphone in public using their index finger. Their finger preference is based on a fear of being ridiculed that was sparked by an uptick in memes mocking Boomers for their method of inter- interfacing with their devices. Uh, in other words, they're saying that uh, the MO of doing that is not okay. <laughs> a whopper... 61% of boomers declared that they would never consider ditching their phone tapping technique, no matter the amount of societal pressure. You know what? I think that the uh, Generation Z, Zoomers, whatever, need to, like, get wash the sand out of their vaginas, honestly. Because, really, I don't look at somebody and go, oh, they use their, front, their finger instead of their thumb to scroll through their phone. Uh, maybe we should, you know, like, make fun of them. No, I don't care. I don't care. And maybe that's why I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> Wait, am I a Gen Xer? Wait, because millennials, is, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. So we've got a millennial and a Gen Xer. I just, you know what? I don't care. I don't care that much. And if you want to take all the fun out of things and stop being, you know, you're being, mm, uh, people need to not. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Does, is it really that big of a flipping deal? No. Chris, is no, that going to stop not. you from using your finger on the uh, phone when you're... Uh, no. <laughs> because you know what's going to happen? I'm going to continue to use my finger and my thumb. Poor, poor, poor Chris is going to just use his thumb. Yes, I'm just going to use my thumb. Right. <laughs> 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 I had a follow-up question, but I'm not even going to go there. Um, so, <laughs> but yes, but uh, I can't, I don't know, man. I can't use, using my thumbs feels weird. Uh, you know, I guess at that point it just, I, I don't know. I, I can't do it. So I will continue to be that old person using their finger um, until there's, you know, I mean, at least I'm not using, like, a, a stylus or anything like that. They still sell those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not going to use – yeah, I'm not going to stop doing that and 
all you Gen Zers who think that that's like being old. Stop it. Get some help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Put it that way. And why people have to like, okay, the getting rid of the forefinger emoji, getting rid of the thumbs up emoji, making fun of people for using however they want to, if I want to use my tongue to swipe up on my phone, which is the stupidest thing to do, but whatever. It is not your phone. (laughs) It is your phone. I'm not asking you to lick my phone. God, you. Um, but no, it is not your phone. Get over it. Would licking your phone actually move the phone? I don't know. But if it does, ah. We should all invent a way of unlocking your phone and use your nose. With the facial, like, recognition thing, why not? You know, you use your Apple phone to do the face ID, touch it with your nose, good to go. It's, like, already in your face anyway. Coming up with new ideas, look at this. This this is one of those rare moments where I wish we were on Twitch. That way we (laughs) could actually do this live while you kids are sitting there, and you could actually, like, prove to us if that works or not. I don't know. Maybe you could do it later. Maybe you could tell us about it next week. But I, I know don't I can have know. <laughs> I mean, if you want to test that while I'm talking, I mean that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually fine. Um, but yes. So right now, because we are pretty much at that point of the show, and I wanted to kind of let you kids know uh, what is kind of going on right now. So um, if you are looking at what is trending tonight, especially here in the states. Uh, Wimby is trending at number one, and that is because uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs' uh, top draft pick, uh, I'm going to get his name so wrong. Um, (laughs) Well, you know who he is. But anyway, uh, this week there's been a lot of news about him too. But he got dunked on in a game tonight in the Las Vegas Summer League. But there was a story that broke yesterday about Britney Spears uh, being hit by his security detail. I guess they were in a hotel, and he had security around him. She went to go touch him on the shoulder, and the security guard's hand went back and kind of, like, hit her. Like, no, because it was just like, you know, security. somebody came up and touched you. Your security's just like, you know, off the, you know, just the spur right. of the moment goes to hit you and while they were apologetic about it she's now pressing charges against the security person she says she's still a fan of uh, the basketball player but uh uh i guess after thinking about it she's now pressing uh charges so we'll see where that goes for britney spears um it's not trending but chris i know while you were here we had to have some type of story from across the pond. And that comes from the Daily Mail. You can take what you want with that. But anyway, Bell uh, B has revealed that the Spice Girls are set to reunite and have something in the works after Victoria Beckham championed the iconic girl group to get back together. <laughs> so we could see a Spice Girls reunion. I'm down for that. You're not. 
I'll be down for that. Okay. There you go. You know that the Spice Girls first formed in 1994. It will be... It will be, what, 30 years next year? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And a lot of the people that are... <laughs> and a lot of the people that are going to be in the audience are going to be my age. <laughs> <Not> right. <laughs> Yes, girls supposedly getting back together. Uh, also trending tonight, some wrestling with WWE SmackDown, which was pretty good tonight, emanating from New York. Um, and then also trending tonight, along, by the way, it's Victor Wimbiana, Wimbiana. I'm sorry, I'm going to get that correct, somewhere throughout the year. Um, but also trending tonight, a lot of sports. Uh, Dairy Queen is trending <laughs> uh, because former President Trump was at a Dairy Queen and at a local Iowa Dairy Queen ordering blizzards for some of the locals. Um, <laughs> you have to watch the video oh, of that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he didn't throw it at him like paper towels, but he ordered some Dairy Queen. <laughs> um, oh, good. And then uh, pretty much that's trending all tonight. Uh, I did want to get one thing in that trended for a while here locally last week. No one will know the story. Well, probably. Uh, they will know the story probably well outside of Chicago city limits, but kind of a um, an acknowledgement of sorts uh, we learned this past weekend uh, that a radio legend here in U.S. as well as in Chicago passed away. Uh, Dick Biondi, uh, who for years was on radio here, uh, was 90. Uh, in, a, in an interview, he had said he had been fired 23 times. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, started at AM stations in Buffalo, New York, came here to Chicago, was out in California. He was among the first DJs in the nation to play Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Gene Vincent, an early R&B artist. And also, he is credited as the first U.S. disc jockey to play the Beatles. Uh, He played it right here in Chicago on WLS in February of 1963 with the song Please Please Me. So uh, he also, uh, out in L.A., introduced the Beatles and the Rolling Stones at their Hollywood Bowl concerts. So if there's a claim to fame that he has, he's a member of the Radio Hall of Fame, but uh, he was the first in the nation uh, here uh, to play the Beatles. So uh, sad to hear this week. Um, but, yeah, legendary at the most. So, <laughs> Chris, are you a Beatles fan? I am. Huh. I am a big beat. There you go. <laughs> See, Mary, see, Mary's not a Beatles fan. I enjoy the Beatles, but I'm not a fan. No, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. No. She said, she said the Dave Clark Five were better. I think that was in one of your conversations. Uh, anyway. From the potpourri uh, file here, uh, I think we talked about this before, but Mattel is making efforts to turn another beloved brand into a blockbuster hit. 
The forthcoming Barney film from Mattel Films has been revealed, and it's not going to be for kids. The live-action film will star Oscar winner Daniel Kaluuya, an exclusive for Mattel, which owns Barney Toad to New Yorker, that the Barney movie will be surrealistic and adult-focused. It will be an A24-type project, <laughs> as their executive revealed to the outlet. He says, we're leading it to the millennial angst of the property rather than the fine-tuning this for kids. It's really a play for adults. Not that it's R-rated, but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being 30-something, growing up with Barney, just the level of disenchantment within the generation. Now, Mattel is already working on a Hot Wheels movie with J.J. Abrams and another Vin Diesel based on Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Um, oh, he's game for seeing a more adult live-action Barney film. I've never liked Barney. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a new. On my end, I will let Chris make his own decision. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, no. I'd love I to hear it. Barney and Gary. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's like uh, the UK, you've got tweenies and Teletubbies, all them kind of. Yeah, you shows. guys could, like, that's how you conquered the world. You just put Teletubbies on us. Those things are creepy. That that and Peppa Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Now we know who to blame. There's stuff going on anyway. <laughs> well, there's a video, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, that is sparking a little bit of a d- debate. Uh, it involves a DoorDash driver. Uh, a TikTok video showed a DoorDash delivery driver in Texas swearing at a customer over the $5 tip that she gave him. And it's since gone viral, sparking fresh online debate over tipping culture here in the U.S. Uh, the driver can be heard saying as he walks away from the home in a door camera video that a user under the name uh, Lacey Percival posted on TikTok this week. He said, I just want to say it's a nice house for a $5 tip. <laughs> You're welcome, the resident says appearing surprised by the remark. F you, the driver responds before he walks away. She said, how, so how much should I be tipping for a $20 pizza delivery order? Uh, and a lot of people were on her side stating that the five was good enough. Uh, DoorDash has since confirmed that they have removed the driver and have fired him. Uh, respectfully asking for a tip is acceptable, but abusing or harassing someone is never acceptable, according to a spokesperson. Um, tipping is out of control, one social media user said, commenting on the video. The user said $5 for a $20 pizza felt more than enough. Another one says, I use DoorDash, and most, not all, pizza delivery orders don't tip. That was a rock star tip. Not everyone agreed, though, with some branding the lady a Karen for having contacted DoorDash. One poster said the driver should not have lost his job, writing what he said was not right, but he didn't have to lose his job over it. Everyone is trying to make a living. So in a survey of restaurant executives, uh, 71% of respondents said that using data to understand uh, preferences and behavior was their primary reason for facilitating point-of-service system upgrades at restaurants now. Um, But 60% of Americans felt that they were tipping more now. 24% 24% said they felt pressure to tip when the option was presented. 41% said they had changed their buying habits 
because of gratuity expectations. And 60% felt tipping expectations have gotten out of hand. So um, I know I think where you guys are going to go with this. Was he right <laughs> to be fired for his remarks? And has tipping really gotten – Now I, I'm going to be interested to hear your response, Chris, because how does tipping usually work in the U.K.? Has it gotten bad like it has here? Have you noticed that a lot of places here usually will ask, um, in the UK, it's, uh, with the tip inside of it, it's not really heard of actually giving a tip. It's just you get one, you know, so you don't. We, over here in the US, I've noticed you have the option to give the tip. In the UK, it's, you don't give the tip. It's already done in your wages kind of thing. Um, so you get paid. Okay, congratulations, you've been paid, you know. Um, but yeah, we don't normally give tips. It just depends on if you get a nice driver or how you feel in the day. Or hmm. so, even if you no, don't tip, like, you're not going to have somebody probably like yelling at you for not tipping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can yell at me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about tipping, like. I think other places have it right. Work it into the the payment of the food order or whatever, and then stop making me have to try and figure out whether or not you're good or not. I don't like tipping before something's happened. Like, if I'm sitting at a restaurant, I'm not tipping the waitress until the end of my meal. And the reason I'm tipping is for the kind of service I receive. Why am I putting on DoorDash the tip I'm giving to my driver before my driver shows up with my food in a wet bag? Hmm. I think it's dumb. I also think it's dumb when they say, hey, I know you're picking up your order, but do you want a tip? Who am I tipping? Myself? I'll just keep it in my pocket. Thank you. (laughs) No, I I think it has been well documented on the show how we feel about that, but it, it has gotten a little bit out of hand. Because there are places that you go to now, even on pickup, uh, where they are asking for you to tip. Um, and I get it that the job itself may not pay a particular amount and that they kind of thrive off those tips. But unless you are actually delivering it to me or providing a service, such as bringing it, uh, I know here now people feel a certain way. Um, we, I'm, I'm really even upset with we had a large group order like we were having a breakfast or a dinner or you know a birthday dinner where we had a large group of people and they tied in the tip into the um, the meal like we didn't even have a choice on what we got to tip our server even worse than that our server split up the checks so even though my check only had two people on it, I was still charged as if I had a large group. That made me very angry on top of everything else because she was not that great of a server. But that's still, I didn't get a chance to make that choice. You're splitting my check out so I don't have a large party. You should not get that tip for the large party. No, that's, that's a no. (laughs) <laughs> for me, dog. 
Oh. We just all need to go to the UK where they don't tip ever. And everybody's still okay with it. Yeah. Probably why wow. I like Americans, because <laughs> oh, by the way, I know I'm a few seconds behind, but it's definitely enough for me, dog. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I know you're waiting for it. Uh, so here's the point of the program where, for a lot of you, if you're listening with kids, I would tell you uh, that the next section uh, is a little bit more adult in nature. Uh, so listener discretion is advised. Uh, after Dark, which we haven't done in a little bit, uh, is coming up next after this special Christmas in July retro moment. Um, a lot of us probably will not get it. Uh, you'll have to go online and actually see it for yourself. Uh, it may bring back memories for one of us here. I'm not going to say who. Um, but I'll play that. Uh, and then when we return to the other side... Well, I have a few uh, After Dark conversations. Um, and then I do have kind of a dumb crook story that popped up this week. Uh, we might have time for that one, too. This is page one with LeVar and Mary and Chris on this Friday night, June, July 7th. I almost said June 7th. <laughs> July 7th. Yes, we're after the 4th of July. Next stop, Labor Day. Uh, but... Here's an extra retro moment of the week. We'll be right back. The latest, greatest, ever more spectacular Woolworth Christmas show. EMI, Super Chrome, tapes that come in freeze. Tell a tale, tape and book, helps a child to read. Five-pack Sony tapes, the price is sure to please. Here, this brawn is independent. It'll style your hair with ease. Stupendous and amazing value in toys, I'll tell you. Fisher Price, here, that looks nice. The baby proof safe game. The speak and spell. That is correct. Makes other toys look tame. And once they play with Vectrex, they'll never be the same. It's the latest, greatest, ever more spectacular Woolworth Christmas show. And ladies knitwear, look at them star bleeding, look at the colours, and all these for only five ninety nine each, stupendous value. Hooray! Eric Bristow Dark Game, here, fancy meeting you. Video and TV units, self-assembly too. Remington's great popcorn maker, steady on there lad. A colour set, remote control, here. That can't be bad. <laughs> Big value quality speed in a jar. Hurrah! Home computer, here's the Commodore. A gift set pack from Brute, what man could ask for more? A thousand lovely things to choose from, bargains galore. In a late sight, ever more spectacular, Woolworth From the UK, Woolworth Christmas. Now you know it's your... Uh, what? Just repeating you. Woolworth Christmas. Yeah. From the UK. So, yeah. I miss Woolworth um, Christmas. Right. Long lost. <laughs> He's just shaking his head at this point. <laughs> Woolworth, Woolworth has been gone for quite some time now. Yeah. Yeah. But it lives on in retro memories, so yes, we still have it. <laughs> Which you know that it was tops because they sold gift sets of brute. 
pretty sure that's a famous dartboard player um, who had his own dartboard set. Um, so, but you have to see the commercial, though. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, from what I heard, that was an almost annual holiday tradition, looking forward to those World War Christmas commercials, right? Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they were good every year because they used to change it. Um, they used to keep it the same every year. So we used to look forward to it see what new was came out. Yeah. See? Sold a lot of tapes back then. I think it was like two separate types of tapes, like not tape like that you put to uh, fix things, but actual like uh, tape cassettes which is actually pretty awesome. But yes, if you don't have that, she has to see it. But anyway, uh, we're not the part of the show where if you are still with us, that means that you are of an adult age and that you can listen to this. If you still have the kitties in the room, hopefully that you will get rid of them because we're probably going to be in the next 10 seconds talking about porn, uh, which is uh, <laughs> probably not fitting. But anyway, it's not a bad thing, but this actually is an interesting thing because over the last few weeks, you've heard us talk about the show AI. And it is, it is quickly, uh, I know what I almost said. I'm going to be careful. <laughs> I've now stopped myself because I almost pulled a berry on that one. Uh, it is on its way instead of the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> and I think if you already know and you have the mindset of a 12-year-old, I think you knew what I was going to say. But anyway, uh, Adriana Shashik. Uh, the porn star who shattered her back after jumping into a foam pit is reinventing her adult entertainment career in an unprecedented way with the help of artificial intelligence. Uh, that's right. She's going to be collabing with Forever Voices AI to introduce the Adriana Shashik AI companion. Users will be able to have explicit conversations with a robot who sounds identical to her and has personalized their interests based on advanced algorithms and machine learning. Now, she hasn't been uh, in porn for months, and as you recall, she broke her back at TwitchCon after leaping into a foam pit that was reportedly less than two feet deep. Um, TMZ spoke with her, and she told them that uh, she's still recovering from her injury and doesn't think she's mentally and physically capable of doing porn anymore. However, she's now looking to change the game by combining the sexiness of adult entertainment with the limitless possibilities of AI. Uh, she says their injury has been a wake-up call on the importance of having a constant connection with her fans. And with a lot of them being online, some lonely, this is a great way to maintain contact. Um, so I, there's a lot of things to be said about AI. <laughs> now, are we on the wrong side of history with thinking that AI porn is not going to thrive or... Do we actually see a new way of how people entertain themselves? I thought AI porn was already something, you know. I thought it was already a thing. I was like, ooh, that's my little plan. Um, <laughs> but no, AI porn is something, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> that's what I'm asking you to, is it? <laughs> I know I Chris will probably abstain from this talk. But <laughs> yeah, Chris. 
<laughs> Why aren't you talking? Um. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about AI porn? I mean, regular porn is always good. <laughs> <laughs> But this one gives you a more int- <laughs> a more what? well. <laughs> there's just there's so much to this. Well, there's so much to this because I'm going to tell you why. Because as I was looking at this story, there was another story that came out, and it was an OnlyFans model uh, who is now giving her devout followers an intimate experience with AI. And she recently developed a digital clone of herself uh, called uh, Katiana AI with the help of her boyfriend. And so this isn't like anything that she's getting into that's new. Um, This is now kind of like building out. And a lot more people are using this. And it kind of will lead, if you don't really want to answer that question, uh, it's going to lead into my other story because... Uh, there was one more that came out about how bachelors are using chat GPT to woo Tinder matches. And uh, one person was uh, introduced to a digital companion uh, produced by Replica, which is an AI software that specializes in AI partnership. Uh, It's an AI chatbot. And talking in a human enough manner that your brain just kind of interprets it as interacting with another human. And he said that he didn't realize how much support he was lacking. He says it was like someone who's dehydrated suddenly getting a glass of water. So it begged the question, is building a relationship with an AI chatbot considered cheating? A majority of people didn't think so. A recent survey from Illicit Encounters, which is a UK site for married people seeking an affair, revealed that 74% of respondents believe that time spent with an AI companion is not cheating. A survey of 2,000 site users uh, investigated their feelings toward AI affairs. Nearly half admitted that they would consider one uh, over one with a real human, and 12% actually had. (laughs) So, do we now add the AI whole portion of this? Over into the cheating realm. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. Why? Why is that a thing? It is. is thing? Apparently. This is something that we're now behind <laughs> on and that a lot of other people are doing. <sighs> okay. Um, Would you feel comfortable with someone in your life talking to an AI chatbot? <laughs> No, not necessarily. <laughs> then I also understand that it's a chat bot. It's it's, a, it's not like they're going to go out and meet for dinner. You know? <laughs> like, that's not going to be a thing. Cut through AI. Um, <laughs> the, the funny part of that whole thing is that I, I really do think that I... Uh, and maybe it's because I, now I'm thinking about this. Like, I'm actually, like, thinking about this. I wrote a paper. And, like, hey, people, we actually write papers sometimes. In college, where um, 
AI was like the like the movie Her, where AI was something that came about, and somebody basically had a relationship with the computer companion. I. It just it's so weird. We're we're heading head first, like at Mach four, towards having Skynet. <laughs> I mean, we always said that AI is going to take over the world at some point. I mean, maybe sooner than we think. <laughs> so would you consider AI relationship uh, a part of cheating? Would you consider that as cheating? I'd say it as a learning curve for the youngest, youngest ones. Those who don't go out on dates and stuff like that, you know. Hmm. But for I don't know people in relationships already wouldn't count it as cheating to AI. AI, right? <laughs> I love that he's looking at me like right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you leave the room with right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm Ron <laughs> right? Is it? I don't know. See, now I have a feeling that within the next few months, we're going to be coming back to this whole thing because there's going to be somebody that on the record will probably be divorcing somebody because they were more involved with the AI chatbot than they were with them. It's just a matter of time. I have a feeling it's going to happen. Um, and I can see be an issue if that became something that was like alcohol or gambling or online porn. Like that becomes an addiction and that becomes, that causes a person to not function in society as a normal human being. And by normal, you know, all in close, obviously. Um, Just, yeah, I can see where that could come up as a problem. Is it cheating, though? I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think so. But I can see that happening. I can absolutely see that happening, having somebody come up and be like, and we're going to not be in um, a relationship anymore because you were talking to their chatbot. Well, I love kind of uh, making either one of you blush. So I'm going to have you choose the next story. Uh, Since this is After Dark, would you like to uh, hear about (laughs) uh, the study about sex before bed or uh, the study on micro-cheating or uh, the study on no, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, or on those who might be attracted, or what some people are attracted to recently. You get to choose who the guest. 
Um, let's go with the middle one. <laughs> the middle one. Okay. Uh, the micro cheating story. You got it. <laughs> All right. So pretty much this comes from the New York Post. And it says, how far do you have to go before it's considered cheating? According to TikTok, because we know that's where the truth reigns, there are varying degrees <laughs> of cheating, but no one can decide on where to draw the line. So while there's a clear distinction around what defines physical cheating, emotional cheating is harder to continue. In a response, users on TikTok have been debating which falls under the umbrella of micro-cheating. And with over 25.8 million views on the hashtag micro-cheating on the app, there are many ideas floating about what it actually is. So they said it is the act of cultivating in small ways inappropriate intimate connections outside of your relationship. While that doesn't involve physical cheating, like having sex with or kissing another person, actions that break, quote, emotional exclusivity, ah, I can't get that out tonight, exclusivity, <laughs> like emotionally connecting with someone and telling them things that you don't tell your partner under that umbrella. Uh, while there are varying degrees, TikTokers are arguing about what counts as the micro-cheating or how individuals' insecurity plays on it. Some of the common examples that the content creators listed included confiding in your ex about your current relationship issues, neglecting to tell someone the status of your relationship, inside jokes with someone who is not your partner, secretly messaging someone and not inviting your partner to events. Uh, although many people agreed with the definition, some said it was more black and white than that. So do you agree on the new terms of, quote, micro-cheating? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just got off the AI chat. <laughs> now we're getting <laughs> cheating again. I mean, cheating is cheating, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Depends on how you look at it. I mean, but if you can find an ex, if you're confiding in an ex about your current relationship, though, and it's not doing anything, wouldn't you be okay about someone going to seek some advice about it? Or is that the wrong person that they should be confiding in? I mean, if you needed advice over your own relationship, maybe speak to your partner, you know? Ooh, look at you. Oh, look at the save. <laughs> Go save. See, bet you guys aren't bet you guys are glad I didn't go into the other story about how one in ten men have a curved uh uh syndrome. <laughs> Not going there tonight. <laughs> well anyway, uh since I gave you guys well that's a good well, you know, Mary, you have your hand raised. You want to answer something? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. A lot of the micro-cheating things that I'm hearing on this um, are... You're going to say something very bad, I'm sure. Um, my brain is saying... You say micro-cheating, but that's what you're saying is, I'm insecure and I need you to tell me that it's okay. It really, I, 
some of it I can understand, but some of it, if you are in a secure relationship, if you're in a relationship with someone who understands your relationships with other people and where you stand with them, I think that it's not my virtue. And maybe I'm being a little naive about that. Maybe there, I mean, if it's, if it's something that you can't find the right words for, I can see you consoling in or talking to, like going back to something that you've already established that communication with and be like, hey, do I sound dumb? Like, I want to take this to my significant other. Does this sound dumb? Should it be your ex? No, but some of us have good relationships with our exes. Not all of them, but some. And sometimes it's nice to be able to go back to somebody that dated you and said, all right, this is what I'm doing. And it's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Like, you do this all the time. And you need to, like, really, that's that's on you. So if you don't like that, you need to fix something. You need to say something. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I might be a little naive on it, but there's the the emotional cheating is very hard to define. But then, what is emotional cheating other than you not being an adult? And I I say that in a weird way, but like somebody who is secure in themselves to be able to have those conversations and those emotional ties to another human being. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Yeah, that's what really, <laughs> just happened at that point. <laughs> but I get what you get. I, I see what you're putting down. I kind of agree. Uh, it's kind of some things where it's a slippery slope. And I don't know TikTokers if they kind of know. Because younger generations, I think, are a little bit more different than mid to older you know the high schoolers are like if you even talk to anybody it's done like anybody else like nobody else exists <laughs> yeah, right. she, she liked your post that must be something's going on you know it, it's just like slow it down there that's that's or she gave you a hug i saw that like if you're an adult it's cool you know all right as long as it's Nothing physical or anything that leads to the emotional part of that, but that's a different story for a different day. But anyway, uh, there was also an interesting study that maybe opposites don't attract, but doppelgangers do, uh, or as they call it, doppelbangers, a play on doppelganger, which is the German word for nearly identical lookalike. Uh, the term doppelbanger is used to describe couples who look similar, and now there's a scientific explanation for their attraction. People are, in fact, more attracted to those who look like them, according to a new study published in Evolution and Human Behavior. Uh, researchers from the University yep. of Queensland, Australia, recruited 682 heterosexual participants and recorded a total of 2,285 speed dating interactions in the lab. About half of the interactions took place with partners of the same ethnicity and the other half with partners of different ethnicities. Participants interacted in three-minute speed dating-esque rounds before completing a questionnaire to rate the facial attractiveness and perceived kindness of their partner. The study concluded that people with similar facial features rated each other as more attractive. Participants of the same ethnicity were also more likely to consider each other more attractive than those of a different ethnicity. 
However, ethnicity did not seem to influence ratings of kindness as those with similar facial features rated each other as more kind, regardless of being the same ethnicity or not. Some have proposed that long-term shared lifestyles result in a convergence of physical likeness, but there is mixed evidence regarding this possibility. If you caught up with all of that, bless you. But however, it appears that the once-believed theory that married couples begin to look alike after years together, which came from the University of Michigan in 1987 and was debunked in 2020 with research from Stanford. I know you didn't like that. Uh, No. (laughs) But the experts also believe their finds to be true, claiming that having a similar appearance sparks a sense of kinship, instinctively causing people to feel comfort, familiarity, and belonging with those who look like them. Uh, The study feature also found that facial features considered more masculine were positively associated with attractiveness for men and negatively for women. (laughs) Um, There's more, but I won't go there. Uh, I will actually tell you off the bat, I am not looking for anybody that looks exactly like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. We're sharing it. It's uncanny how much we look alike. You know, this Englishman that looks like a bottle top and <laughs> and me. Um, I get it. I understand it. I, yeah, like narcissism is rampant with people. So, of course, they want to know that the person that they're dating, well, yeah, they look like me. So, they're attractive. So, wait, they got um, people that look like each other. Into speed yeah. dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what did they do? Like blue eyes, brown hair, slim figure. Otherwise, you don't get in. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? Probably. Micro-cheating. I mean, they probably because they were bored. <laughs> 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 the heart yeah. wants what the heart wants. Apparently, that is uh, what they've done. Uh, but... Of course, I can't leave you on those stories. And, of course, uh, the final thing from the uh, files is not a smoking gun files type of story, but this was pretty much a crime fail. This comes out of Atlanta, where perhaps the best way to react to a robbery is indifference, question mark. Uh, one would-be robber found out crime is not as easy as he thought. Video released by the Atlanta police shows the man his hand in a bag enter a nail salon and start shouting, everybody get down, get down, give me all of your money. The customers looked unimpressed. They stared at him and barely moved or changed their expression. One customer eventually did stand up and raise her hands, and when he confronted her directly, instead of handing over money, she slowly backed out the door. Eventually the robber realized he's not getting anywhere with this crowd, Stunned that trying to rob people armed only with sheer bravado does not work, he took a moment to look around and then turned and walked out the door. (laughs) Police say he did swipe the cell phone for the woman who stood up, but it was later recovered. The suspect remains outstanding. (laughs) (laughs) Does he still have to get charged as an attempted robbery? That's more of an embarrassment to robbers everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's amazing. So in Atlanta, they don't give a rip. (laughs) You know what, though? If you're in 
salon and I'm getting my nails done and you walk in and say, get, you know, get down on the ground and give me all your money. I just spent $100 on getting my toes did. You can wait until they're dry. Thank you. Well. See, I would have been like the wise. I would have been the wiseacre in that group. I probably would have been like, play some music, and then they'd be like, "We doing? getting down?" Yeah, <laughs> you probably would not have been abused, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't break down something. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but yeah, the clock in the. Hmm. I mean, it was the clown suit that done it. Maybe he's not Ronald McDonald. You never know. Ronald McDonald is creepy. I'd give him my money if somebody came in and was like, Ronald McDonald, like, yeah, go. Here's my money. Get out. Okay, well, what if it was, okay, now I'm going to ask you what's more creepier, Ronald McDonald or the Burger King King? Hmm. It's called be Ronald McDonald. I don't know. Creepy. That Burger King King. Ronald McDonald's a person that has actual expression, so he can like change the way that even sick. with even with the paint paint on his face, the makeup. It's just he can still like his smile can be a very big smile and not a big smile. Whereas Burger King King, he's plastic. It's a one expression. That, and that's it, and it's creepy. <laughs> I go with Burger King King myself. Hmm. Okay, so Burger King King, uh, Ronald, that seems to be a, a tie down the middle. Um, I will abstain from voting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not creeped out by Ronald. Here's the thing, I'm not creeped out by Ronald, because even if you look at the original Ronald McDonald, um, I'm not really creeped out by clowns. Um, it is what it is. The Burger King King, I would be more, a little bit more worried about because you don't know what he's going to do to you, and he's smiling at you. You know, <laughs> he's like as the type that will, right? As he's is he stabbing you and trying to put you in a, a fryer, and he's still got that look at his face. <laughs> so, yeah. Instead of that Barty movie, so Barty movie, they should do one with the Burger King King and the McDonald's uh, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yes. And that's why West Coasters all choose in and out. So <laughs> there's no there's no uh costume person there that you gotta worry about. So Jack uh, from Jack in the Box. Yeah. The second box have a, uh... Yeah, Jack. It's a big round head. Oh yeah. Pointy hat. Hmm. <laughs> As I'm making motions see what I'm doing. <laughs> With that, the clock on the wall is telling us that our time is just about done. I'm going to ask both of you if you have any shout-outs tonight. Do you have um, any shout-outs tonight? I do not. Um, we have wait, 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 a wait, lot wait, of... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you, you came all this way, <laughs> and you have no shout-outs whatsoever? None? Hello to everyone back at the UK, enjoying my holidays. Um, 
pretty much it. Got no real shout outs at home. There's no birthdays coming up. Do you guys not have shout birthdays up? in July? Or? None this month. <laughs> shout out to all of those on Discord as well. Shout out to the Discord folks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Did you actually announce this on Discord? I did, I did not. <laughs> well, shout out to the Twitch people. <laughs> Let's start over. Uh, this last hour and a half did not happen. We're going to start over. We'll be back. <laughs> I'm not sure if we could repeat the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> but so, seeing as the AI story was not one that anyone wanted to delve into just yet, but I know we probably will a few months from now. We'll all be looking to do it. can still do. So, But did you have any shout-outs this week? I have a lot of birthdays this month. So I'm just going to be like, July birthdays, you know who you are. There's a lot of them. I think I have at least a daily birthday. I want to say I have almost a daily birthday. I know there's one per week. Um, Happy anniversaries to those who are having anniversaries. Um, Congratulations to promotions and new jobs and new ventures. And then hi, Graham. The new Gateway Kitty. So, yeah. And thank you, Alexander. <laughs> thank you, Alexander, for letting me steal their cat. I'm, I'm going to keep him. I've decided to keep him. Are you becoming a cat person now? You know what? I already said I was going to be that crazy cat lady at the end of the street. I just needed to start. So, it's about game time. About that Chris, time. You- Chris, you could you could report for us. Is she wearing a robe and like is throwing cats like the lady on The Simpsons? Yeah, we had she had one, and I'm scared by the end of the month there's going to be more than one. <laughs> like an endless supply coming out of her pockets. Nasty <laughs> All of the cats you could have. This is the craziest one. <laughs> Uh, he was staring at a wolf and trying to attack the wolf for no reason whatsoever. The demons are in the wall. <laughs> I don't know. Animals are very, uh, I don't know. They might have hurt. I don't know. Animals are very smart. It might be money in the wall. <laughs> if there is, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Machines, even though they still put the monies back in <laughs> instead of keeping it out from. Oh no! How much, that... to... How much did you get back? How much did you get back? About fifty. Okay. Yeah, what's that? Maybe a hundred, okay. I think. Oh. Oh. Did they at least copy a drink. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll be all right. Okay. Going right for drinks are about, what, 15, 20 bucks out that way, so come for about 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to sit there a little bit longer and get more drinks. Yes. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> sit there, gamble, play on the penny slots, and get more drinks. 
Um, and if she tells you to go and play bingo, uh, probably don't do that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Somebody told me they wanted to play bingo. Oh. We're playing tomorrow morning-ish, mm. we think. So anybody in the Vegas area, if you really want to meet us, you can find us in the bingo hall. There's only like four. <laughs> Uh, the other old ladies with their smoking their cools and drinking their their diet coke. <laughs> A little bit of rum. And tennis. Those will be the ones that will come in there and they'll be in a wheelchair and they look like they can't even stand up, let alone like stay awake. And then as soon as they get to the bingo hall, they probably like ditch the uh, <laughs> ditch the wheelchair. Don't have a bingo. They're the first person to jump up out of their wheelchair to come and beat you. Yeah. Because you their bingo moment. Yep. Those be the ones. I'm gonna be lady too. Oh, too funny. Well, good luck and good luck to any of you out there gambling. I know there was a story about a person winning. $1.3 million in the airport, which they tell you not to gamble at the airport, but they won on a Wheel of Fortune slot. So that if that happened, that means that that won't occur again for another four or five years. So airports will keep their money. But I was only one day off. <laughs> it could have been me. Right. right. You, were, you were just a day or two off, you know, or on, on your way out, play, uh, put a 20 in one of the uh, Wheel of Fortune slots. When? Stay a few more weeks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Make it a longer holiday. <laughs> yes. But no, Chris, it was good having you on the show tonight. Glad you could make it. Um, and if you could tell all of our friends on uh, Discord in the UK, hello. Uh, we appreciate them listening. And um, yeah, I was. this was fun. We actually... Well, it's just the two of us going back and forth and people being bored of us, I'm sure. And so now we have you know, a third voice tonight that you know adds a lot to it. So we learned a few things. So, no, this was actually awesome. I'm glad you were able to make it. No, definitely. I had a lot of, a lot of fun. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes, don't be a stranger. Come back soon. So, yes. Definitely. Um, Next week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as next week. There we go. I'm pretty sure Chris can think of a million different things he would rather be doing on a Friday night than being here next next Friday night. <laughs> so, if it is, awesome. But I would totally understand. <laughs> but with that, uh, on behalf of Mary and Chris, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for joining us for the show tonight. We were about 12 minutes away from almost going the full amount of time on this show, uh, which has come close a few more times. I almost feel like we wasted time if we didn't do the entire like show. I've got nothing to talk about, nothing to stretch for like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to stretch for 12 minutes? I mean, we can. No, 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 because I'm pretty sure I can look through the phone and you're probably like in this thing already, will you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I will do that and I will tell you all thank you so much for listening and you can catch us here every Friday night 10 o'clock in the east 9 o'clock central time uh, 7 o'clock out west in the UK 4 a.m. 
<laughs> and if you can't catch us live, catch us on Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio. But thanks so much for listening, everyone. Until next we meet, take care of yourselves and each other, and good night. Bye! Well, friends, it's time once again to close that creaking door. Until next week at the same time, when we'll be back with a little hunk of horror. <laughs> You'll be sure to listen, won't you? Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 